The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome once again to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Mr. Matt Morgan and Mr. Raj Giri. We're going to talk about Monday Night Raw for September 25th, 2017. How's it going, Matt? Doing good. I want to uh, just point out something. If you guys can see my eyes here, I promise uh, I'm not high or anything like that. I, my, my contacts are drier than hell tonight, and I'm outside whenever I do this. Maybe it's the air. I don't know. But it's like it's impossible for me to like, keep my eyes open without them floating around and drying up on me. And I apologize. It's not from all being super boring either. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you think of the show tonight of Monday Night Raw? I had good potential in the beginning. Um, this was like the opposite for me. It was like the first half of the show I preferred better than the second half. Hmm. Interesting. Raj, what did you think? I thought it was a lot of filler, like a ton of filler. But the um, the three segments, I like the Roman thing with the Miz, even though I thought it was absolutely stupid that they had the Miz Taraj get beat in the first match when they're building to you know the Shield versus the Miz Taraj. Um, I like the Enzo stuff surprisingly, and uh, and I liked uh, I liked the Braun the Braun beating down Kurt Hawkins, but. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of that was kind of it. Everything else just felt like filler to me. And then, uh, God, the Bray, Finn Balor, continuing just. <laughs> well, let's start with that first segment. So, Matt, what did you think of that opening promo with Roman Reigns and The Miz? I know they always tell us to be ourselves out there, and you'll be you'll be more successful by connecting to the crowd. I don't. I don't know. There's just something about him that's not very likable at times. Uh, he, he being um, Roman. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I don't want to say he's cocky, but they're, they're not doing him any favors with who their parent. I mean, Miz is fantastic at trying to be a heel. He really is. But right now, the fans are really feeling him and cheering him more times than not. He did a great job of finally getting his heat back, you know, as a, as a villain. But I don't know. I just, I, I, it didn't do anything for him, I felt. Yeah. And as a storyline where that's going, so they set that up for later in the evening with the Miz versus Roman, of course, with the Miz Taraj ringside. But Raj, is this actually heading uh, where it seems like it is with the Shield and the Miz Taraj being perhaps the TLC? Yeah, that's what it's looking like. Um, uh, you know, obviously, I guess they feel like just the Shield reuniting is enough that um, it doesn't matter that. Not the Miz, but Bo Dallas and uh, and uh, oh my gosh, I'm so tired right now. <laughs> uh, Curtis Axel. Curtis Axel. I uh, haven't had a win on Raw in in forever. Um, so yeah, so, so but that that's clearly where they're headed. Yeah. Um. Speaking of which, the second match of the night was Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas versus Matt Hardy and Jason Jordan. Um, how do you think this was as a showcase for Jordan, Matt, after last night at No Mercy? Um, good. Anytime he wrestles, it's a good showcase for him. And it really doesn't matter against two. I mean, honestly, he's that good in the ring. Um, 
thought it was a weird combo for the two to be together. I thought it was incredibly weird that they've never really tagged together, and yet they were able to beat, you know, Miz Taraj. And uh, Miz Taraj doesn't do themselves any favor, though. I mean, they walk out dressed like total jobbers to begin <laughs> with. If perception is reality, and that's what you're wearing to the rainbow, Dallas, like, look, just look at yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, like, do I look like a world champion? Is this what a world champion would look like right now? Would he wear a leopard jacket with my gut hanging out and sunglasses <laughs> and a sweet gold chain and trunks or whatever the hell that singlet trunks are? No. Maybe in some indie promotions. That would go over huge. It's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. It's brutal. I feel you. Uh, it's, it's tough with these guys to make it really seem credible. And we'll talk about what happened in the match with Roman. Um, but before that, we had uh, the rematch of Elias versus Apollo Crews. Wait, real, real quick. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to this. Yeah, absolutely. So, Matt, since they're building to the Shield uh, reuniting against the Mistrash, does it make any sense to have the Mistrash lose here? No. No, it, it doesn't. But the Jason Jordan's, like we were talking about last night, the story going into this match was we still got to keep Jason uh, Jordan's momentum going. We got to tie in a loose end about Jeff Hardy being injured. That's the sub. That's the sub story we're telling. And uh, you know, tonight's just not your night, guys. Sure, but they could have had them face Gallows and Anderson. You know, Gallows that's and Anderson point. or something. You know what? You know, have that story told with two other guys or, or two other singles competitors or whatever have you. Yeah, you're right. It shouldn't have been told with those two guys. But again, I still think they don't do themselves any favors whatsoever. Yeah. I'm still watching the ending of Raw right now. See, I thought the girls uh, finished the oh. show, but I'm I'm watching it right now with the, the, the Enzo. Yeah, it's pretty good. It yeah, was really good. Yeah. Matt, pay attention to this. Let me do the DDP yoga ad a little early here because I want you to see what, <laughs> what's about to happen on Raw. So while Matt watches that, they all are walking out on him. Yeah. yeah. Let me just give a little shout out to the sponsor of this episode, which is DDP Yoga. So you've heard us talk about DDP Yoga, the DDP Yoga Now app, used by the likes of Chris Jericho, AJ Styles, Mick Foley, tons of other WWE stars, and. Amongst all those celebrities, all those professional wrestlers you hear about who love DDP yoga, I want to tell you a bit about the regular folks who have been using it. And there is someone, Erica, a woman who struggled with weight her entire life, always got picked on, picked class for sports in school, bullied in school. The school nurse even made comments that she needed to do something to change her habits. Got some severe teenage depression. She actually uh, tried to end her life. Got married, had kids, lost everything in a house fire, as if this could not get more tragic, this story. Luckily, no one was harmed in the fire, but 10 days after that fire, she lost her job. I know you're thinking, when does this turn around? Oh, no. Her health was bad. Her blood pressure was 200 over 100. She knew she was setting a horrible example for her kids, and then she saw the video of Arthur, the guy we talked about last night, and... She started doing DDP yoga, started to live a lot cleaner lifestyle, including better eating, the DDP yoga workouts, and it turned her life around. She was soon off all her medications, including her depression medication, feeling great about herself, went from 326 pounds. She lost 160 pounds using DDP yoga. Again, may seem regular, but this is just one of the many extraordinary success stories that DDP Yoga has produced. It can work for all ages, all weights, all fitness levels. It provides a kick-in-the-ass cardio workout with minimal joint impact. And that's why someone like Erica could start at over 300 pounds and still have amazing workouts to get down to her goal weight. We've got a deal for you. We want you to go to ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. Right now they are having their fall sale 20% off all DVDs and apparel using the promo code fall 17. That's fall one seven ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. 
Again, folks, this is a life-changing product, life-changing program. DDP Yoga could not be happier to have them sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Raj, it's been, God, since even before my time, how long has DDP Yoga been a sponsor with us? Man, I, it's been a couple of years. Um, you know, they've, they just do, I mean, it's an outstanding program and, and uh, it works. Otherwise, I mean, the, just the program itself has been around for so long and so many people are using it. And it, it keeps going because it, it works so well. And it's just, uh, it's booming. So, um, I mean, that's that's just the bottom line is it works if, if you've been wanting to get in shape or, or make a change in your life, just do it. It's yeah. just, you know, it's it's that simple. It's so inspiring. And, you know, I see the tweets. I see the posts online, the comments. It works for everyone. So please, ddpyoga.com slash wrestling inc. And send DDP Yoga a tweet. Let them know you heard about it on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Love having them as a sponsor. Uh, while Matt's watching the fish. Well, we're, we're getting a live view of, of Matt's, Matt's yeah, reaction. killing them. <laughs> yeah, he, he wasn't he? I mean, this was the best. So it makes sense with how Enzo's been booked lately it's great just well, being so annoying because it was leading I mean? to a leading to a heel turn yeah but um real quick i wanted to jump in on the roman thing at the beginning i thought but, i thought roman looked really way more comfortable on the mic he did uh, today than he than did. he has lately and i think that maybe it's that cena thing maybe he picked something up from that but um but the whole y'all y'all we ain't feeling that tonight are we y'all we'd be louder than that right y'all right like, that, that that's how he really talks i can't really make fun of him for it you know what i mean because that's him being himself i just don't think it's going to translate I, and it doesn't translate it didn't translate tonight he, he yeah. goes no we're loud in here and it was a fart in church <laughs> yeah that line and, that line probably should have been dropped and but. go back and get me a beverage i like that one i popped for that yeah i, I like that, for that. <laughs> yeah he called them boys that was pretty funny yeah i like that um and beer and is the, beer is too easy so, and the little uh, uh stutter matt the brock les lesnar that he yeah, did was that he stumbled a little bit i just was like you know yeah that happens i know just funny yeah. Hey, when we're tweeting along with the show, man, I got to find just got to be jokes to make, little snarky things to say, you know, stealing, a hiccup in a step. stealing your gimmick, Matt. Absolutely. <laughs> um, speaking of which, love that Elias, when he tried to do his song, look, no one knows anything about Ontario, <laughs> California. You can't do a song about Ontario, California. Right. It's an airport in a suburb. Um, and, and then the Young Bucks, the Bullet Club were at a hot topic there earlier and then uh, invaded the raw parking lot tonight. I'm, I'm not sure if you saw that. No. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that later, but yeah. Oh, man. Um, so Elias won again tonight over Apollo. Um, yeah, just it was kind of like, if you don't watch the pay-per-view, here it is. Except it looks like they're, <laughs> uh, they're starting something with Elias and Titus, maybe. Oh, okay. So at least it gives him uh, someone taller, I guess. I don't know. The matches will be worse. And someone else to be. Yeah. Got to keep yeah. beating people. Yeah, but the the matches won't be good. I mean, at no, least Apollo, won't. at least Apollo can go. And there's That's no true. knock on Titus, but he doesn't wrestle full time anymore. Um, right. And Elias isn't that great in the ring either, so it's going to be a challenge. Poor Apollo, man. Remember, you know, remember like a year and a half ago when there was talk they were going to do uh, NXT Kids Show on the network, do something aimed at younger mm. kids. I feel like Apollo, that would have been the best thing that ever would have happened for his career. Um, because it seems like on the main roster, he just can't catch a break with a good storyline. His height hurts him because he's yeah. he's too he weighs too much for two hundred five live, and he, he probably doesn't want to go two hundred five live anyway. But um, 
yeah, just just being shorter because he's two like two hundred forty pounds, I think, and uh, just being that short, just they, they, it just pigeon pigeonholes him into the, a certain, you know, yeah. to way the management views you, and um, I you know I think he should be put in a tag team, honestly. I'm with someone bigger, tights. with yeah. someone bigger, yeah. He's really good. He's really, yeah. really, really good. Yeah, and I think if he had a you know a tall partner, he could do some cool stuff. You know bouncing off of him uh you know make up for you know kind of like how uh, you had sean and diesel in the past and you know the the smaller guy with the big guy and i think that would you make use of his talent better than than they're doing right now yeah the smaller guy's got to have a buttload of charisma to pull that off well he's got that smile he's got a charm i just don't think they've ever big guy can't he's what's he doing with titus technically look at those pairings and he's being blasted in every single promo by Titus. Titus is the one with the charisma. Yeah. It's supposed to be the other way around. Big tall stiff's not supposed to have the charisma. Smaller guy like a like an HBK supposed to be you know the more the charismatic of the two, the talker of the two, the leader of the two, you know? Yeah. Um so let's talk about this promo fin cut backstage. Uh now he did to call gold dust a victim but more importantly uh when announced his intentions and plans of where he wanted to go next he uh called a shot with the wwe universal title raj is anything actually going to happen in the near future with that that was the plan at one point was for finn and brock um that was one of you know that was one of the rumored feuds for lesnar so i could see them going that way and they don't have anything for finn until brock is back so they're going to continue with bray which Jesus Christ, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's what I'm guessing. I think, I think it would have made made way more sense to just have Brock and Braun again because that was so hot. Yeah. Uh, and they, you know, I was thinking they could have just done a DQ finish and had Cena and Reigns go on last because it's you know everyone hates DQ finishes, but they could have done something where Brock you know, accidentally hits the referee or something, but it almost, you can't tell if he did it intentionally or not to get out of the match. And so it kind of builds on that. Like if Brock intentionally got disqualified to save his title, Paul Heyman's not sure. And that you use that to build to a rematch and and do that in a cage or something. So I don't know. I just think they kind of blew what could have been a a good series. Mm. Agreed. Um, So we'll talk more about that you'd continue but first uh kurt hawkins versus braun Strowman seemed like they were hitting a big reset on bronze night giving him a, a brutal beating of uh kurt hawkins do you see his back no no uh, did they give him a medical update i mean it seems weird to say but did they do even an update on uh kurt after that um no i mean they <laughs> somewhere they... out there there's like three kurt hawkins fans that are saying i hope kurt's okay yeah, there's a this the photo will be going up on Wrestling Inc here soon. Okay. But uh, there's a his back it just looked jacked. Oh, uh, yeah, he took one for the team. <laughs> looked really yeah. bad. Wow, how is it, Matt, when you plan out something like that? So you being on the the end of giving a beating like that, how do how do you work through that and prepare that? Incredibly grateful, incredibly yeah. respectful. You know, and saying, you sure you're okay with this, man? This is really cool of you to be doing this. Like, seriously, I really, you know, I, I cannot thank you enough for this. That's how I always went about it. Yeah. Um, maybe that's overboard. I don't know. But that's how I always did it. Um, because I always did appreciate it. Shannon Moore, 
let me build him, uh, beal him rather, from like in the middle of the ring onto the ramp. Mm. And it was, it was my first singles match right after Survivor Series. Our team lost to where John Cena and Chris Benoit were the final survivors. It was John Cena's very first. It was his face turn actually. Yeah, it was a cool history lesson. I was involved in the segment that turned John Cena he a uh, baby face. Wow. <laughs> Um, but anyways, that was my first singles match and, uh, we were trying to prove to Brock that, you know, we'll make it up. We'll make it up to him kind of a thing. So me and Nathan and big show had to go up singles matches and look just monstrous. I was up first versus Shannon and Shannon just kept thinking up all these ideas to make me look like a freak. And one of them was bailing him over the top rope onto the ramp, like over the carpet onto the ramp. And I remember going like, are you sure about this dude? Like, come on, we can do something different. Like, nope, do that. And he goes, I've seen you pick people up over your head and like run them into the ring from the outside in and, sh- you know, like, like, like in a power slam position and just let me fly like a, like a lawn dart through the second rope, second and third rope into the ring on my face. So, wow, thank you, Shannon. This is incredible. Thank you so much, man. Yeah. You know, so just overly grateful, you know, a lot of gratitude. There's other guys that don't do it that way. Most of them don't, quite honestly. They're not dicks about it, but they're like, well, the agent says we got to do this, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I assume it's also a lot different when it's local enhancement talent versus the guy you're going to see the next night. And who needs to be on the road making money? Shannon yeah. needed to be working on the next night doing house shows, you know, making his money, not being hurt. So, yeah, you know, Kurt got banged up pretty bad tonight, but I know he knows going into that that was going to happen. Yeah. And what did you think of the decision to have Ambrose uh, take on Braun after that? I thought that, that was lose? cool. I thought that was pretty cool. I don't like that Braun had to sell as much as he did. Mm. You know, I think if you're going to do it, then then I'm sorry. He's just got to annihilate him as well. Yeah. And next week it's going to be Braun versus uh, Seth. Seth. So they're really rebuilding him quickly after the defeat at the hands of Brock Lesnar. Now is the time to get these victories in because you can blame them on being tag team wrestlers. You can blame You know what I mean? You, you, yeah. They can get yeah, away they're not being pushed really, right now. They can be they, these can be considered like when they look back six months from now of of, of a little history lesson of who Braun's beaten. I mean, you, you throw out their Ambrose, you throw out their you add Rollins and Ambrose now to the category. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, you know, six months from now. No, I agree. Um, <laughs> no, I, you I, don't I, have to do too much to rebuild Braun. It's not like. Uh, to make him look like a freak. That's it, all. It, it, yeah, it hurt him a little last night, but not not greatly. It, it wasn't like he was buried or anything. It just uh, right. He, he just beat a little too easy and quick, and uh, it, yep. it, it won't take too much. But um, yeah, I liked it. I mean, you're giving him some wins over like real names, so uh, he he can definitely use that. So. Matt, I uh, know you might have a little bias in this being friends with Mickey, but what did you think of the segment with her and Alexa tonight? She's still not being the Mickey I know. Hmm. You know what I mean? As far as her promos go, she's still a little, uh, I don't know what the word is for it. Um, She's not as confident as she used to be when we used to work together. You know what I mean? I don't know if that's a WWE walk on eggshell mentality. You know what I mean? I don't know what it is, but Mickey's usually a lot more confident than what we've been seeing lately. I thought she was good tonight, though. You didn't think so? She was better, but she's still nowhere near that spitfire babyface badass that I wrestled with in OVW for years, man. She was a bad, 
Yeah. She was better than half of us, man. She was better on the mic. She had better punches, better kicks. She was just built to wrestle, man. Seriously. Yeah. I don't know. I thought this was really good. I thought her kicking Alexa and, and, and schooling her at the end. I thought, I thought it was good for her. Yeah. It was yeah. a good angle. No, yeah. I thought thing. Alexa was good. Um, I thought this was um, a great woman segment. I, and I forgot mm-hmm. earlier when I was saying this stuff I liked on the show, this was definitely one of them. I thought for two women on Raw going toe-to-toe on the mic, this is the best. Yeah, okay, yes. Yeah. Best in, I mean, I can't even think the last good that was equally weighted where they were really able to throw jabs at each other and have it land. Um, Probably Sasha versus her. Yeah, even that, though. Sasha sometimes... Wasn't as good as this. It wasn't as good as the timing. They had the timing tonight. It was snappy. Um, I keep forgetting to point this out. I I know it doesn't make sense. It needs to be pointed out. You guys probably already talked about it, but last night on on Raw on uh, what is it? Raw talk is Raw. Oh, Raw, Raw talk. talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enzo was money, and I'll just shut up. <laughs> yeah, God, he was so good. He was so annoying. <laughs> no, see, I wasn't annoyed by him. I thought he was freaking hilarious. I thought oh, really? he had a, yeah, he had to quit for everything. Yeah, and him and Jerry going back and forth—that was great. Oh, I thought he was so annoying, but I thought it was perfect for where they went tonight. Like yeah. I thought it just—it uh, helped. I'm you surprised. know that like he's they've so been trying to make him annoying, and he's been getting booed. And he sells merch. I'm I'm still surprised they turned him. The, you know their age old thing of not turning people that sell merch. I was very surprised. Yeah, yeah. I don't uh, find him annoying. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's the thing tonight. So tonight built off um, Alexis' comments about Mickey last night, and yeah, yeah I mean, look, I don't know how long they're going to keep this going, but I feel that I'm more excited about this feud than. I can't remember the last one on Raw that had a kickoff segment that was this good as far as a promo went. So, uh, you know, and, you and know I know the match is going to be good too, oh, you yeah. know? Easily, easily. Um, even compared to what the way they were doing, and we'll talk about with Bailey and Sasha, but with that, they're trying to build something, but they're not committing to it. So I thought tonight that was great. Right. Yeah. Um, love that tonight. And uh, after that, Sheamus versus Seth Rollins. So this was kind of back to what they've been doing for a while, but Sara right. was out there. Crisscrossing. I mean, yeah, but after last night, I mean, it made sense, right, Matt? You had to have Cesaro yeah, yeah. come out there, capitalize on the momentum they got off that last night. I think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that seems more, I mean, that almost stole the show last night in terms of being what people are talking about still. I saw mm-hmm. more updates about Cesaro today than I saw about Cena putting Reigns over on Raw Talk. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. It could just be my circle, but that's what I kept seeing pop up today. It was talking about Cesaro's dental surgery. And did you know his teeth didn't come out? They got shoved up into his uh, face. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. They were like up in his millimeters in his gums. I know. Wait. I did, know oh, really? I thought. Pain. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, they didn't come out. They went up. They, they repeated it tonight. It was uh, three millimeters. They went up into his oh, gums. Oh, crap. That's yeah. way worse. Seriously, tooth pain is the worst. Nothing's worse. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. What a tough bastard to go for Seriously. another. You know you, what? You mentioned that standing ovation last night. God, that's well deserved. Right. <laughs> Jesus. You know what? Though moments like this, I think Cesaro. Look, everyone knows he's incredibly gifted in the ring. Anything that gets people more interested in what a badass Cesaro is is ultimately a good thing. Um, so Seth Rollins won that over Sheamus tonight. And then after that, they set this up. Okay, so Goldust, it seemed like against Bray, there was an organic opportunity to do a face turn. Um, but nope, Goldust attacked Finn backstage last night or uh, tonight. 
and uh, setting up their match for later in the show. I thought that was interesting. Um, we'll talk about Face turn for who? For Goldust. I felt like he had some natural sympathy from the audience after Bray attacked him and wiped the makeup uh, off. But Goldust has always kind of been uh, tweener um, that way. Yeah. Uh, so Roman Reigns versus The Miz. I mean, we talked about the promo at the start of the show, but what did you think about the match, Matt? And specifically, I want to know what you thought about how long that beatdown went on afterwards, because that was uh, extensive. It really was extensive. It was overkill. But, uh, um, I, you know, the stuff with uh, Goldust though, earlier, yeah. I just think he's filling a spot, you know what I mean, of what they need right now. He's just being a utility player to help add to a story. Sure. You know what I mean? I think it's pretty badass when you have one of your agents be able to throw his gear on and say, <laughs> not only am I the agent of this match, but I'm going to put myself in it and uh, help tell, a, you know, a different variation of the story to help it. It's really, really cool. Um, and it just goes to show you what kind of shape he's in. I mean, no other – Arn Anderson ain't doing that. No other agent's doing that. Like, that just shows you the shape and not to do a cheap plug. Here, I, I don't get any money out of this, but how good DDP yoga really works. Yeah. For real. No, seriously. I, um, I liked it. I did like it, though. I, I'm, I, like, I like both guys, so I'm, it's hard for me not to like a lot of their stuff. I feel like both with what they did with Bray and Goldust and now with Finn and Goldust, um, it being sort of these little afterthought matches, that's my only disappointment. I think there actually is a great story to tell with a yeah. Bray and Goldust feud. And I think there's a great story to tell with a Finn and Goldust feud. I, I do too. There's never going to give them that time, I don't think. Yeah. No. And, and go, by the way, Gold, Goldust uh, is not an agent now. Is, oh. that, is that what you guys were saying? Yeah, you sure? Yeah, he was, a, he was an agent in his previous run, and, uh, mm. but he's not now. He's strictly just talent? Yeah. He, yep. You sure? Mm-hmm. can't imagine him just sitting in the locker room chilling in between matches or at the or at the gorilla or not going over matches with guys. But, I mean, obviously I'm wrong if you say he's not an Asian. Yeah. yeah um, and made up, no, no less. Because he's not working much. Like, that, I don't, that doesn't make, I don't know. He's still doing all the live events and everything. Yeah. He, all of they, them? Uh, yeah, pretty Saw much. I mean, he was. Twice this weekend. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Um. And he was, he was getting the- chants from the crowd. I mean, he was over getting a pop every time he stepped into the ring. So people know him. You know, he's. Well, I mean, who's people who's been doing me. this longer? But who's been doing this longer than him? That's still still wrestling in the WWE from the, from his era. It's amazing attitude era. Yeah. Wow, full time. Yeah, so, it's incredible. Yeah. You get the casuals, man. They still know him, so they still pop for him. Um, I, I do got to say, as soon as uh, Bray's video hit, I was just yeah. like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh for fuck's sake <laughs> this this is what they got he beat him two pay-per-views in a row I, I hope they don't have Bray go over uh, if they do wrestle again um, which is, is, is which is what it looks like they're they're doing because productive yeah there was talk that Cena's match at Survivor Series will be with Bray uh, again so really yeah so we'll see interesting so that's an okay match. I mean, I saw that match this weekend. We've seen it before. They do. It just it seems very far fetched, just because John's you being this vehicle to help get guys to that next level. What Bray needs, that you know, that I don't think he needs it from Cena. He needs a complete overhaul. He needs time all away, yeah. So people miss him, and he comes back as a babyface or something along those lines. Go back in time when he was first working Cena, and he was doing the whole world in my hand gimmick. The whole yeah. arena was chanting that in the middle of the match. Mm-hmm. booing Cena terribly in that cage match. And uh, just, he was so over. 
Yeah, he, he he's, he's kind of a, screwed it up. Yeah, he's a dead top character right now. Like they they use him for top guys to beat, um, right? But they they could be doing so much more with him. And you know, we've, I've said this in the past. I think a babyface run would help him out. It freshen him up. Take some time off though first. Yeah. yeah. Although I'll tell you, I think a reformed Wyatt family would be better against the Shield reunion than the Miztourage would. Be. Oh my god! Oh, for yeah. sure. Oh yeah. hell yeah! Remember how over that series was? Wow. Oh god. man, that one match they had. I it was like the February pay per view, Elimination Chamber or Fastlane, whatever it was called that year, and that match it felt like. It felt like something from the Attitude Era. The people were just on their feet, going nuts. They were just going insane. Anytime there was like a matchup with them in the ring, not not a matchup, just like a face to face. Yeah, lights would go off, and the three of them would be in the ring, staring a bullet hole through the, you know, the shield. And the shield was already super over. Like the crowd would go bananas. Yeah, that was one of the hottest things WWE's had in a long time. That was a a tag feud, you know. And I want to say it was a time when they when they were about to do stuff with uh, Evolution. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, the Shield yeah, and Evolution. The shield. That was right before they broke up. I still thought thought the Wyatts was hotter, but Evolution too. was Evolution was you know really cool too. Maybe if they keep it going past TLC, if the Shield needs a feud to go to after they defeat the Mistarage handily, uh, maybe it'll be the Shield. <laughs> see how you laugh when you said that. that but, that's what a joke. I just I'd like to see that match because it was such a good match, but it's just such a a retread. You know, like just for, oh, for, for Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Would you just, ever see the Miztourage versus three? I no. mean, yeah. And that's. I'd rather that's, see like the Balor Club. You know, I'd rather see sure. Gallows, Anderson, and Finn. Oh, and Finn wow. turn heel. And, Whoa. you know, that would yeah. be awesome. I, yeah, I think. That would. I think. And they're all on the same brand. I, I would bet a catering, uh, if not every week, every other week, Gallows, Anderson, and Balor just standing around, and Michael P.S. Hayes walks by or something, and, you know, uh, Carl Luke just goes, eh, well, us three, make it happen, and then just gets shook off, you know, with the, with the chuckle every For week. Sh- you want to know something? For uh, sure I bet you that happens to some degree. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, they're, yeah, they're different brands now. Uh for what it's worth, Harper and Rowan are supposed to be being repackaged somehow and come back as a team, but I don't know. Harper's it's too so bad, good. Harper. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, Harper so good. is so, such so, it's just wasted right now. Oh, I mean, they they couldn't even get in on the fashion files culprit thing, and that was the original plan that they were like, nah, no, one, let's no one keep really it ever unsolved. did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Oh man. So I could see them doing that after both the Mister Rush thing. Okay. So my question is just going to be: Are they going to put the IC? title on roman between now and then i mean no. we've got the match next week how do you think that ends with roman versus the miz next week i think that is it for the title yeah, yeah. the mistourage attacks him mistourage attacks sets up the three six-man tag yeah and they do another beatdown, and then the following week you have uh seth and dean make the save yeah i think it makes the shield reunion more impressive if rollins and ambrose have the tag titles and roman has a belt i think that would be it would be more impressive that, if the Miz had all the belts, you know. That, yeah, right. <laughs> but I mean, like, <laughs> dude, they don't get no belts, but freaking the Jobbers of the Year belts. But it just hey, made, but what I mean anymore. is, it just makes them look more, oh, yeah, uh, more, more on the sad side of that match. You know what I mean? Yeah, By, on but, top of that, they're all, you know, the Shield are all have titles as well. You know, like they no just, one expects the Miz to win. Roman just beat John Cena clean. I mean, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's losing to the Miz, uh, you know. Yeah, that's why I say, yeah, the Balor Club would be hot if they did something oh, with yeah. that. Really, really would. 
Oh man, um, what could be? But yeah, Bray and Finn, that's still happening. And so, Finn, has said, Finn has said in interviews he doesn't want to go back to the doing the whole uh, Bullet Club thing in WWE. You say why? Yeah, he said it would just feel like you're going back to something as opposed to moving on. It could be just a company AKA, line. AKA or AKA, I want, you know, and I don't blame them. We all want to be single stars. Yeah, yeah. That's where the money is. That's yeah. True. But no. you can still be a single star and be in a group. Like the Miz. Yeah. Miz, except, Miz, yeah. Sure. Except Mr. Raj do, does him no favors, in my opinion. I no, think, I think him and favorite. Maurice were more effective than, than with these guys. Oh, Even definitely. though, obviously, they can't do Maurice, but now, but. I was all for this, by the way, at first. I was like, this is going to give these guys a new look. Even though they're starting off kind of very uneventful and kind of like jabroni status, the way Miz was saying how they should be, you know, in the group. Basically, they acted really tough in the movie. You know what I mean? That's what he said. <laughs> you know what I mean? The way you're acting and da-da-da-da-da, that's the guy I know you are and who you need to be. No, he was acting in a role, Miz. Um, yeah. But, I don't know, Bo Dallas is a stud. Like, like I go back to those FCW days. He was so full of potential. I remember as a kid being a teenager, I remember I kept thinking of um, – a shorter version of uh, Bear With Me Here, uh, Barry Windham. Mm-hmm. I really did, as far as his fire, and he, he had a natural fire to him. And between the two, I was like, he's by far and away going to be the bigger star because his brother's a fat slob. That's what I kept thinking. And then, mm-hmm. seriously, he, he really was the retread of the two. If you go back and watch, yeah, he was. And then, wow, what a – just goes to show you, you can't be too sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, I, I think with the Miztourage, it's just that Bo and Curtis don't even look like they're having fun. At least in the social outcasts, they had sort of a goofiness about it. They knew it's like, okay, we're in the do a job position, but at least we're going to have fun with it and go out there and have some. Because they're being relegated and they know yeah. they are. You know, maybe, okay, they're probably happy to be on TV. To, no, no, no question. They're making more money because yeah. of it. But in the back of their heads, I know Curtis Axel. He's very competitive. Hmm. I know he thinks he should be getting more than what he's getting. And I know Bo, I'm sure, is if he's any kind of a athlete, which I know he is, I'm sure he's thinking the same thing. Yeah. So it, it, it's coming across on TV, in my opinion, with haphazard to perform. There's not really much for them to perform on, but their body language, you're right, is screaming like, I really don't want to be doing this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're going to main event the next pay-per-view against The Shield. So. Likely. Oh, Likely. Uh, if not, this is a, a will be a huge tease that people will be irate about. If it, it, it you know what this reminds me of, it, it reminds me of when the Miz was uh, teaming with r Truth, and they had the Miz and r Truth against mm-hmm. John Cena and The Rock at the Survivor mm-hmm. Series. You know, it's just yeah, like the put whole two guys together for them to lose to. Yeah, yeah, it's just the whole selling point is just that team and them being in action. And it doesn't matter who their their opponent is. I agree. But uh, yeah. I think if they want to keep it going, if they want to add a couple more pay-per-views, they need to find someone that, uh, you know, that, that would be a challenge or a threat. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so after that, the women's uh, tag match of the evening, which was Emma and Nia Jax versus Sasha Banks and Bailey, with a slight little tease about maybe something between Sasha and Bailey backstage. But uh, they got the win over Nia and Emma. Um, Bailey running in place, basically. Yeah, I, I have no. The clue finish of that match was so stupid. 
Yeah. <laughs> goes to the top rope, misses her by a mile by jumping over her, and then just to get to the ba- the Bailey to the Bailey to back, whatever the hell it's called. Uh, it was a very lame finish. Very lame. She jumped off the top rope over a charging uh what's her name? Our girl Emma. Yeah. And Emma takes a buckle, turns around and eats a belly to back. Belly to belly. Whatever the hell it's called. Belly to belly? Belly to belly? Belly yeah. to belly. Belly, belly to belly. To belly to belly. Whatever yeah, whatever the hell it is. Like that was really lame. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the closing segment of the show, Enzo Amore gets his celebration out there, um, confronted by the entire cruiserweight roster for the 205 Live roster, who he uh, roasts some of them. Neville comes out, stares him down, cuts the best promo I think Neville, Neville's gotten in a long time, um, ends up charging into the ring and attacking Enzo, forfeiting his chance to get uh, a title shot against Enzo, but doing it on behalf of the cruiserweight division. Um, Matt, what did you think of this? I mean, I, know I don't you... like Enzo being a heel. Yeah. I know. I know they're booking it off of reality. He's pissing everybody off. I get that. I, I'm just, I find him very entertaining. I mean, hopefully he can still be entertaining as a heel. Um, I just think their merch sales will be down with him, obviously because of this. Yeah. They will, but I thought Enzo was so great here as the heel, like just, uh, just with his me against the world attitude. Um, I thought he did great. I thought he was uh, awesome in the segment. And you know, I know I'll, we. I was kind of shitting on him winning the cruiserweight title, but it's true. This is. I mean, Look and granted, yeah. I mean, granted, this isn't really the main event segment. Uh, during football season, the main event segment goes, you know, at the end of hour two. But um, they still close out the show, though. They still close out the show, and it builds interest in two hundred five live tomorrow. I'm more interested in two hundred five live tomorrow than I probably have been, never been in a year. Yeah, since, yeah. since Austin Aries is working against him. Yeah, for me. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of reality. I mean, I think this played nicely into all the uh, the cruiserweight yes. tweets last night. You know. And Neville, you know, when it was, it looked, yeah, I mean, it was clearly a double turn. And, he, you know, him doing the red arrow, he doesn't do the red arrow as a heel. Um, but he did like a perfect red arrow tonight. So. Uh, to me, though, all the guys, all the cruiserweights, you know, hating on him on Twitter, to me, they were the heels. Hmm. But Enzo that's, was, that's my opinion. Enzo was kind of ripping them all and talking about how he's the star, none of them are. Um, so, well, he's talking truth as far as look. You, you guys keep truth. bragging that you guys are these great workers and you know these great work rate and five star matches. How much money did you make with that kid? Like that whole attitude. He's right. Yeah. Yeah. No. This is an entertainer's business, man. And you've got to be able to talk. You just have to be able to talk. You've got to be able to be entertaining. And I think he's entertaining. And I think the, the people did. But there was, I'm telling you, there's something missing when he comes out and there's no big cats. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what hurts him with saying the same cliche line over and over in his, all of his entrances. Yeah. He should have been building something different every week. And he's talented enough to do it. As you saw last night on Talking Raw, whatever else it's called, he, I thought he was on fire. Yeah. Well, I thought he was entertaining as hell here. I thought he was really good. And uh, I thought I thought Neville was good too. People are pointing out he has done the red arrow, yes, but usually his heel move is to get the people to pop for him going up for the red and arrow and then he gets back down. down. Yeah, but um, I, I, I liked promo, it. 
that promo had weight and emotion. Even the thing about these were the guys saying to give you a chance, you know. Um, I mean, that was that yeah. was that was freaking complex for a WWE promo to bring in that level. I mean, really, I th- I thought this is so good that even if you haven't watched 205 Live, this tells a story now where I feel like I understand it's going to be a unifying factor for the rest of the roster and giving someone a common enemy, whether you're supposed to be a hero or a bad guy, right. that's how you tell a great story because people rally together when they have a common enemy. Do you think Neville, um, you think they might move? Nah, they probably won't. Tell me, tell me. Like, do you think they might move into the main roster with that storyline that he can't get a title shot now because he attacked him? Oh, that would be great. I would love that. Yeah. I mean, they could easily, do, they could easily the do that. Eight months. I would yeah. kill for that. I think that would do that show a great bit of justice. It'd pick up, well, Finn and Seth, when they work, they pick up the pace of the show for sure. Um, but not like Neville can. Yeah. You know, the only thing that sucks is Neville will be a, would be, would have been a very good he, uh, heel on Raw, a very useful heel for them to use for a multitude of different uh, talents to yeah. go against because he's that damn good as a heel. He's excellent. And I hate I hate saying this over and over. I, I know people are going to say this is like me saying everyone should turn <laughs> heel, but I, he should he should move to SmackDown. There's too many giants on Raw right now. And I think he, Neville as, on on SmackDown would be versus AJ. Awesome. Give, give me him versus AJ for the U.S. title. I yeah, feel for that. That'd be amazing. Nakamura, Bobby Roode. I mean, it'd be awesome. Yeah. What's up with Bobby Roode, by the way, real quick? He's feuding with Dolph Ziggler, so they're okay. keeping him off of TV to build for that pop for when Ziggler, you know, keeps ripping on entrances and Bobby Roode comes out. Because other than when he first his first two matches in the first two weeks, I don't remember him doing anything. No, he hasn't. They did a video package one week, and then I don't think they did anything at all last week. He's been wrestling dark matches. I don't understand why. I think it's just that. I think it's to build for that pop, to kind of build for that surprise pop when he comes out for Ziggler. You think he'll get that? If he's only been out there two or three times? It depends where they do it. If they do it in a smarter city, you know, they'll pop huge for it. Yeah. Well, he's going to be at Hell in a Cell. Um, Where's that being held this year? Uh, da, 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 da. Let me double check. Oh, uh, the new uh, Little Caesars Arena in Detroit. Detroit. So, so they'll the be. I guess city. they'll be around the middle, the Midwest around that time for SmackDown taping. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I, I think they'll pop. Yeah. So, so, all in all, Matt, what'd you think of tonight's Raw? Didn't like it as a whole. I didn't like it. There's parts and elements that I did like. I thought the second half was brutal, except the Enzo segment at the end. Um, but usually they get better as the show goes on. You know what I mean? There's usually something that there's usually some sort of cliffhanger at the end of the show, in the main event picture, or maybe tech, you know, something to that effect. Intercontinental level, like with that, what was it, the six pack challenge last week? There's usually something like that, where you know, where something kind of sort of big happens. And I just felt nothing kind of sort of big happen unless, except for the Enzo segment. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I just give it a C plus. No, I give it a C. Mm, wow. Rush? I, I thought it was, I thought that Enzo segment saved it for me because I was really bored in that third hour. Um, I mean, I was losing interest quick because what was before the women's match? Um, um, the Finn. Is that yeah, Finn and Goldust. Yeah, so it, it was doing nothing for me in, in that that third hour until that Enzo segment. 
but the Enzo thing, Braun, uh, the Alexa Bliss, Mickey James segment, and um, stuff with the Mistrage I thought was good. So C plus, B minus, somewhere in there. Overall, I found it decent. It, it just too much, way too much filler, way too much stuff that didn't mean anything. Yeah. But. Which I appreciated about tonight's show, actually. I was telling Raj before I got in the air, I was like, this felt like SmackDown before the brand split of that, eh, who cares? It's a SmackDown. Let's just do some random stuff. I uh. thought it was kind of fresh for that reason, but uh, I could see where some people wouldn't like that, you know? Um, I'm always a fan of anything different. But let's talk about uh, the, the tail end of the news last night. So John Cena on Raw Talk put Roman over hard as we saw the uh, clips tonight. But Raj, what does uh, the WWE have in John Cena's future with the company now that he's going off to do some movies? Well, it's looking like Bumblebee for a while and then probably Bray at Survivor Series. So yeah. he's not retired and he's made that clear. Um, so I, I, I wonder if he sees this, though, as the end of his wrestling career as he has known it for the past 15 years, which is working live events and, and doing all that. You know, he's do it right. I mean, he's probably moving into a rock schedule now. What rock was doing for a while, where it's kind of pay per views and raws. And after 15 years, he deserves it. Oh, absolutely. I'm not, I'm not shitting on it. I think he, he, I think I'm surprised he's went this long. Anyone on top for that long, it's, it's amazing. I mean, Hulk, you know, he worked a full time schedule on top like that for maybe four years, five years, right? Um, you know, Undertaker went a long time too, but. Cena with all the Make-A-Wish stuff he does and outside appearances. I mean, the dude busts his ass. He's some, he's underappreciated in a lot of ways um, because I think people don't always give the respect for how hard he works. Um, and maybe he is getting that now, but he is. You know, he is. A, he's a beast. And uh, it was announced this afternoon he's going to be in a new buddy cop film, co-starring with Camille Ninjari. Um, that Universal, I believe, is putting out. So he's probably going to shoot that after Transformers. He's, and he's getting the, he's getting those big roles. It's not, it's not, uh, you know, it's not the Hulk Hogan roles that he, Hulk Hogan was getting. You know, when. But that's what's smart about it. That's why it failed the first time because the Marine in twelve rounds. Well, people, that was just getting his feet wet. That wasn't yeah, a real. But I mean, Trey the Rock Mark- was in. You know, the Rock was in some. See, see movies as well. Yeah, but Trainwreck turned it all around for John Cena's acting career. I think people started to see him in a new light, see that he's self-deprecating, willing to do stuff a little different because these roles he's getting cast in. I mean, yes, the Transformers movie is an action movie, but it's not the the mold of the Schwarzenegger, the Stallone, the big guy. You know, comes in and blows everything up, um, which is where I think it, it's working well for him, and that's why he's going to get a lot more work now because people have seen that he's got range. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so lastly, let's talk about the Bullet Club, the Young Bucks, Cody Rhodes, outside of Monday Night Raw this afternoon. Yeah. Um, I, me and Matt are going to disagree on this, but it came across to me as a low-rent uh, DX spoof. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I told you we're going to disagree on it. Let's pull the fans. How about that? Fans listening to the show right now, I want you to flood Raj's email. What's your opinion <laughs> on this subject? Seriously, what do you guys think? Do you, do you think that's a DX knockoff? It's corny and cheesy, or you're like, go Young Bucks slash Cody. All right. 
Yeah, as we just got one comment real quick. Addison Tubbs, I agree with Raj. Listen, Allison Tubbs. <laughs> G, someone else wrote DX ripoff. Hey. Um, yeah. And they already posted <laughs> it on YouTube. So yeah. after this, go watch it. It's already up on YouTube, Being the Lead, episode 73. Um, Dang. So far, Matt, everyone's agreeing with me. So if, if you guys agree with Matt, jump in. Listen, then to stop wearing Bull Club shirts to the damn uh, the arenas then, Marks. How about that one? <laughs> <laughs> you're either all on with your lead or you're not, you posers. <laughs> here's what I don't like about it is that you watch all the Monday night Wars stuff. And what does everybody on the WCW and W uh, you know, WWE side said, Oh, we should have let him in. We should have brought him into the building. Think how money that would have been. And then this happens this afternoon and nothing, it doesn't go anywhere. You know, um, WWE things are way too big and to their credit. They are. Yeah. But they know. I mean, what, so that I was a story that, uh, that I've seen repeated online that it was at WrestleMania when Hot Topic said, yeah, we see all these Bullet Club shirts here. How come you're not selling them at Hot Topic with your WWE merchandise? They're like, oh, it's not a WWE thing. Wow. They had to put them in touch with New Japan to make that deal happen. Um, so WWE knows the power of uh, Bullet Club as a brand. I know they think they're bigger, but they know in terms of merch. It, it reaches a hardcore base. You know, yeah. it, it's a small hardcore base. Look in, the, look in the arena. Look how many of those black T-shirts you see. There's tons of them. Sure, but how many people are actually watching those shows? How no, many people... talk, I'm talking about in the arena. Right, but people Law are. Arena. So it's a small, it's a small percentage that that will wear that merch. You know I what disagree. I mean? It's a bigger, bigger than you think it is. I shouldn't be able to notice it. What, what you're talking about? No, no, no. What I'm saying. No, no. I, I agree. I agree with you. We're, I, I'm so there are probably more Bullet Club shirts at a lot of these WWE events than uh, any other WWE shirts than a lot of the John WWE Cena. stars. But it's a it's reaching a small fraction of the wrestling crowd that's hardcore that they all wear that shirt, whereas yeah. the broader audience does not wear, you know, a, a wrestling shirt. Well, being that they don't come across a wrestle in front of a big audience like that, how, of course not. Right. My point. My point is, can you imagine if they did? I don't yeah. know. You know, there's so many of these guys that um, it's great in front of an indie crowd, but if you put them up in in a mainstream uh, audience, they're, in any situation, I'd say you're correct. They, they usually fizzle, but their their work is so damn good. Their combo, dude, there's no tag team that can hang with them on this planet. There's no tag team that can do the combo moves that they do together. They're incredibly inventive. You um, think WWE would allow them to do half of that stuff? The combo moves, no question, because they're always double. Like all those super, bad. the fifty super kicks, and and uh, don't tell them to chill on those for sure. But that's not what's <laughs> getting that. That's not in my opinion when I watch them. That I'm like, oh yeah, this is exciting. A lot of the fans like the super kick party stuff. Not, I'm not that big of a fan. I'm more of a fan of their combo moves, their basic double shoot offs. Uh, um, and one does one thing, one does the other. Like they do everything in perfect unison, and it reminds me of the Rockers a lot of the time. Um, they do everything in tandems. It's just it's cool to watch, and it's real tag team wrestling. They're, look, they're talented as hell, but I don't think they would get that far in WWE just be based nope. on their size. You know, because you see how, how the guys that are that size are treated. I do, but I also we also said this. Everybody said the same thing about AJ. Yeah, AJ, yeah. AJ's uh, not, AJ's not skinny. Not. AJ's not skinny. If you watch the Young Bucks, they're getting fat. <laughs> That's worse. <laughs> skinny with a skinny with a gut doesn't work. You know, doesn't help. 
Yeah, I, I just, I honestly, from what I've always seen with WWE, um, I, I think I enjoy watching the Young Bucks. I just think they no, do too don't. much of the DX stuff. No, I just, the DX stuff bugs me because they do too much of it. If it's just the sign, if it's doing the suck it here and there, but just everything they do, it looks like they're just ripping off DX. Like they got so nothing, they no other off. ideas of their own other than in the ring. Other than suck it, I think they rip off NWO more than anybody well, else. Well, that too. DX, well, an NWO. I'm they're, kind like, of they're like the band Steel Panther, like saying this is a tribute to that time <laughs> that right. we all loved so much in these bands we loved back in the metal days. You know, I think, but that's, that's the charm, is that. Well, is that here's it? my question. Why are so many people watching it? They're not. You watch their YouTube hits? Yeah, but that uh, compared to what, okay, you're talking about, okay, for... Watch being what the wrestling audience is now and subscribe. Okay, fine. For if you're talking about uh, hundreds of thousands of people, fine. If no, that's no. a lot of viewers, uh, but I mean, they got 132 subscribers to their YouTube channel. 132,000. Yeah. <laughs> right. And WWE has what? 10 million you can't or something. Can't compare it to WWE. Am I 20 million? Well, then, then what are you saying a lot of people are watching? I just know when I turn on SmackDown or I turn on Raw, I see no, I, I'm telling you right now, I more times than not see the majority, uh, like not the majority. You see a decent amount. I would amount. dare say 30% wearing those shirts. They are nuts. 30%. Especially NXT, I'll even say 50 to 60%. You're mm. nuts. We'll have cool. to. We'll yeah. have to. I'm gonna start screen capturing shit, and we'll show you. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to do that. <laughs> we'll get out the laser pointer, you know, like the the football play by play, and start circling everyone in the audience. And I'll add one more. I don't think Okada would be a successful in WWE either. And I think I think Okada is talented as hell in the ring, but he does not have that charisma promo ability that would get him he, far in WWE. You gotta be able to speak English at the end of the day. That was my biggest fear for Nakamura. As charismatic as he is, he's as he's more charismatic than anybody. You still need to be able to talk on the microphone. And that broken English stuff hurts him. It just does. I, I knew it would. Yeah. At least, you know, he's got the charisma that it's getting him far enough. We'll see where yes. he is in a year. Yeah. But Okada doesn't have that. He's, he's got some. I, uh, I don't understand what they're doing. Like, if I knew I was coming over to a foreign country, like, like or if I was coming to America, WWE, like, I would be in English class nonstop. That's all I'd be doing in between my workouts is, you know, Taking these classes so I could speak full English. Yeah, but no one, I could be a millionaire versus a guy that makes I don't know six hundred grand. I don't know. Right, but the problem always is is you're still always going to have that accent and and the you know you're never going to you can't get fluent. to leveling degrees to have, to le- yeah and and then doing the crappy WWE comedy the scripted comedy when you have also mm. the accent and everything the punchlines don't hit when they're writing it for. You know, they're, yeah. they kind of write the same for everyone. So they're writing the same lines for a Nakamura that they would for a Seth Rollins. And that makes it tough as opposed to letting him, you know, kind of do his own thing. But anyway. So that about wraps yeah, up for this. Bit episode. of a tangent there. <laughs> uh, Matt, what would you like to plug before we take it home here? Uh, please, guys, again, I'm running for a city commissioner here in Longwood, Florida. I can use as much support as possible for uh, my campaign. You guys, if you, you guys really want to help me out here, I couldn't. Last night, I want to thank you guys, you two, for donating, uh, first and foremost. Thank you, guys. You didn't have to do that. I really appreciate it. Um, but to the fans out there that are fans of mine or fans of the show that want to help me try to make a change in my city, you know, for, for the 
place to be much, much better place than what it's been. Um, please help me out. Uh, you can do that by going to Matt Morgan for longwood.com. Matt Morgan, F O R, longwood.com. And uh, also, if you guys are looking to change your diets and actually get in sh- like really, really tight shape, um, but you know, you're working out in the gym and you're not really seeing those results and you're quitting earlier than you, you really want to. You know what I mean? It's not the li- it's not the gym, guys. It's not lifting. It's not the cardio. It's your damn diet. If you cleaned up your diet, I promise you, I promise you, promise you, promise you, you would see at least a 60 to 70% improvement in your physique. Look at my pictures on Instagram, guys. That shit ain't steroids. I'm 270 pounds going into these competitions. I'm not getting bigger. I'm getting smaller, but I'm getting shredded as fuck. And I'm doing so by eating my butt off cleanly. Every meal I eat is clean. Okay, and that's the biggest difference. I wish I knew this earlier in my wrestling career. I'll tell you that right now. I'm embarrassed at my wrestling photos I look back at um, by comparison. And I'm 41 years old. So how does one do that without taking steroids? Clean eating. If you really stick to it, it makes a world of a difference. And I have an incredible menu where the stuff tastes good. And uh, it's simple to order. It's $7 per meal, guys. No meal prep service is a cheaper line than we do as far as expenses go. Um, shipping is generally between $40 and $45, depending where you live in the country, usually. Nothing is more inexpensive than this. There's a 14-meal minimum order. And just try it out. Try it out for a week. See what you think. And uh, I'll, I can help you put together your plan as well. If, you, if that's what you need help with, I'd love to help you with that. Um, it, it's fun to help people change their physiques and watch their confidence grow. And uh, for those of you that, uh, you know, wrestling fans get a bad rap. They do. They get a bad rap for always being out of shape. They always have this stereotype that there are these guys laying on a couch, eating Doritos, out of shape with a clicker in one hand, Doritos in the other. And I don't think that's true anymore. And uh, I know you guys are trying to try new workout, uh, pre-workouts and, 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 and protein shakes. That stuff's not going to, that's only going to get you so far. It's what you're eating. You want to get bigger, you got to eat. You want to get more shredded, you've got to eat. Everything is you've got to eat, and it's got to be clean. So hit me up on Instagram, guys. DM me, and I'll send you out the menu, and uh, we'll put together your nutritional blueprint. Awesome. Thanks, Matt. Raj, what should people look for on Wrestling Inc. in the coming days? Uh, our full Robbie E. interview, Laurel Van Ness. There's an EC3 uh, conference call, we're gonna, media call we're going to be on. Uh, just tons of stuff. It's it's. The October is going to be a busy month. We got, yeah. uh, you know, two pay-per-views bound for glory, uh, two WWE pay-per-views bound for glory. So tons of stuff coming up. And of course, I'm out this Wednesday. Um, I'll be back next Monday night. But who's uh, subbing in on Wednesday? Uh, Chuck Carroll of CBS Sports will be subbing this week. Cool, man. So uh, I'll be back next Monday. And be sure to tune in Wednesday for Chuck and Raj. And until next time, folks, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. We'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.